Hi, I'm Greg Rockefeller. I'm Beth Rockefeller. And I'm Mia Rockefeller, and this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family YA book club podcast. Today we'll be discussing Glass Sword, the second book in the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey. Gulls perch on the stars adorning every roof as we pass through the cool midday shadows. I feel exposed beneath their gaze, a fish about to be snapped up for dinner. Cal keeps us moving at a brisk pace, and I know he feels the danger too. Even in the back alleys, overlooked only by service doors and servants' quarters, we are still hopelessly out of place in our hoods and threadbare clothing. This part of the city is peaceful, quiet, pristine, and dangerous. The farther in we go, the tenser I feel, and the low pulse of electricity deepens, a steady thrum in every house we pass. It even arcs overhead, carried through wire camouflaged by twisting vines or blue-striped awnings. But I feel no camera, and the transports stick to the main streets. So far we have gone unnoticed, protected by a pair of bloody distractions." Bloody distractions, that's my drag name. Just kidding. Say hi, Nugget. Hi, Nugget. <laughs> you know, more of that patented mare optimism. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this one, it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. As this... I was titling uh, the episode we just put out, I, ha- I thought that was the perfect title. Mm-hmm. he's basically just an albatross around my neck. And it's like, that's how she views everything at this point. Everything is just another like, oh, oh. like, did she think any of this was actually going to be easy? No, honestly. No. Yeah. I think she kind of hoped it would be. She's I mean, a 17 year old in one hand. And right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> She's just a 17 year old girl. Yeah, I know. She's just so full of contradictions. (laughs) She's got more waffles than a house of pancakes. This, this is the reference Maven a lot chapter. Oh my God. It's like nonstop. Girl. She can't be in the vicinity of a palace without thinking about. She can't be anywhere without thinking about Maven. (laughs) <laughs> that's true i mean he she is kinda, constantly trying to kill her so i get that but. she kind of lives and breathes him now Ew. <laughs> all the mayor raven people just went oh, oh that's no that's disgusting. not healthy it's gross it's so toxic she just got like so sucked right into his toxicity and is just wallowing in it yeah so crazy. The next book makes it even I know. more creepy. Uh, it's so we're, bad. We're not even there yet. Yeah. Nope, we'll get there. We'll get there. Especially like those first 12 chapters or whatever. It's just yeah. like, oh, so depressing. So y'all have that to look forward to. Yeah. Hang in there. It only gets worse. <laughs> it does really only And there's our worse. episode title. <laughs> <laughs> it only gets worse. Well, it always gets worse for Mare. Right. I mean, it, it, she makes it worse in She her head. likes it that way. She does. It's like Betty on her wheel making herself wreck on purpose. <laughs> she likes it. Yeah. So we're moving through the city, like, doubling back on themselves, basically, mm-hmm. to get to 
what's the name of the place? The security they're going? center. Ocean they're going, Hill. Yeah, they're trying to get the security they're center in Ocean Hill. Security yeah. center. Yeah, because yeah. it's I guess attached to the palace or whatever. Right. I mean, I guess that's smart. So they have to double back and take surface roads, but everything is cleared because all of the attention is being diverted either to where the tunnel collapsed, yep, or the huge fight was where she had to leave and shade she behind. left shade yeah. yeah it feels like forever ago since that because it's been, <laughs> we took a break recording we had several weekends <laughs> where it just didn't line up that we could record so we haven't recorded in like a month <laughs> that's so weird <laughs> so it feels like so long ago that we talked about that <laughs> chapter and then i just went and edited another episode like I'm, I should have reread my notes today. <laughs> <laughs> I reread. That's what I'm getting at is I should have reread my notes. Today. I re I reread about a quarter of this chapter. Yeah, you didn't get very far, did you? Although I remember the chapter at least, and it's pretty easy for me to mentally switch, like what what mode I'm in, like what I'm thinking about. Like it's easy for me to switch from like thinking about a show to thinking about the book. Right. I can just yeah. do that. In my it's- brain. Because we're pretty good at this podcasting thing by now. I've, I've always been able to do We've that. We've got it down. But I was noticing as I was editing the other night that I don't have to cut hardly anything out anymore. Yeah. So here's a look behind the scenes, guys. Not much of this gets edited out. You yeah. get the conversation pretty much raw the way it happens because we've gotten so in sync with everything. Yeah. No, that was not a reference. <laughs> I wasn't trying to start something. Oh, I thought you were going for the uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Is that not in sync? No, that's Backstreet Boys. Oh God! I, that... <laughs> Two women. Two sides. I just, I just misspoke. <laughs> I just gave you the wrong boy band. <laughs> Ouch! The claws come out. Well, she and I were. What, it was like three weeks ago. We were listening to In Sync in the car. Yeah, on the was... way home from Orange Leaf, we With were rocking I didn't out. Diss oh, Taylor yeah. Swift, there, I'd be dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> You'd have to kindly exit the podcast. <laughs> I don't think you could ever take one look at her legs and diss her. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> there you go. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right, so we're heading for the security center, hoping that Shade got the message and we'll meet them there. Mare at least has her head on a bit of a swivel. Right. And she's looking around for Kalor house colors, Miranda's house colors, because she knows that even if Maven is here, he's not going to be fully camouflaged. Right. He will have his colors and if alara is there she will have right probably both she'll probably she'd probably have the burning heart and miranda's colors crown burning crown, crown? whatever <laughs> burning crown and the the burning crown and the miranda's colors yeah but i was reading that and i was like why why would she not take as much advantage of the royal colors as possible yeah. Because, you know, yeah. she loves the attention. That's well, yeah, <laughs> but the Mirandas are whispers, so that's probably what's made their house so powerful. Well, that's true. I, yeah. I mean, does she really have to hide it anymore? No. So. But, <clears throat> yeah. 
Yeah, but the, the funny thing about this to me is Mayor with her, you know, I can't trust anyone. Oh, Cal's here, but no, I don't want Cal. He's going to do his own thing. Cal's not ready for that. You know, all this back and forth. Right now, they're 100% at Cal's whim. Oh, yeah. Because he knows this place. Like they the can't, back of his hand. Yeah, they can't do anything without Cal. They can't fly from right. one place to another without Cal. They can't get around without Cal. That's specifically where they're heading now. Yeah. That's Cal's yes. backyard. He spent so much time there. Yeah. You know, to the point where he remembers back to holidays that he, specific holidays he spent mm-hmm. there, you right. know. So, so he, and, and he's really good at sneaking out. Right. Like we talked about before. Right. This is something that he's done frequently going through and around so here. So they've got to trust him. Unnoticed. Yeah. yeah. And I really like the way so much of her describing this chapter is written in juxtapositions. Like, um, you know, the palace is so beautiful and shiny, but it's also sharp yeah. and pointy and could right. cut you. So, like, y- you look at it and it's gasping at first, but if you get too close to it, you can tell how dangerous it really is. Right. And right. it's such a good description of the world in general. And then also she points out that this is one place that they've been where red and silver mix in together and work with each other and you know servants have to work with you know business owners or whatever it's red and silver together because day-to-day life here is so busy it can't be that trivial right right you can't be like oh i'm not gonna do business with that person because they're silver Life in a big city just doesn't work that way. Right. Same way with like racism. You couldn't go to New York and be like, I'm not going to deal with anybody who's a Muslim. Well, that's going to cut off like a fifth of the population of the city for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's not feasible in something that size, really. Yeah. So, you know, and there's probably reds that hold a lot of prestige in some of those houses as far as servants go. They may be servants, but they're high up. Right. On the servant hierarchy. So, every right. mayor finds the more she looks at things that there's a hierarchy to everything. When before she thought, like, I, I won't say the world was black and white. I'll say the world was red and silver. That's how she saw everything before. And she's right. finding out that it's not all right. like that. That there's mixture everywhere. So, it's really, it's written really well to show that, you know, she's seeing this world... For both sides of the pendulum, plus everything that's in the middle for the first time. Right. And kind of getting a glimpse into what Cal grew up seeing. Yeah, this is what the silver world is like when it's just going about its business. Right. And there's not camera crews around all the time, you know, and they do have a lot of fun. Cal's describing the night of the star and what great times he had. Yeah, he's all excited about the star sector. And Mare gets kind of mad because <laughs> she's like, this was a battle where a bunch of reds died f- to gain some stuff for some silvers. I couldn't care less. And Cal's in tears 
right remembering this holiday he spent there you know it'd be like a canadian being in here the fourth of july <laughs> somebody being like my dad got blown up last year to fourth of july barbecue i'm so sad and she'd be like i don't even celebrate your stupid holiday and i didn't know your dad so whatever you know right. like, she's just like that world is gone get over it but you can't you can't okay. just pack up your world like that you i know? have a couple things to say about this because even when i i was just reading through this part earlier like a couple hours ago and I just she's she gets all depressing about it like everything that he lost that's what he's remembering so she, first she gets all depressing about it that's check that off on your Marlboro bingo card yep. right <laughs> bingo Sorry, that's all there's on there <laughs> oh no you forgot Mare underestimating the Scarlet Guard yes. okay, she yeah. hasn't done that yet this and chapter. also her thinking about Maven we'll okay, get there those are the three right no, well she does think she about does this think, yeah, yes because she so you said, can take two off at once yeah she gets he, uh, Hal's thinking about <laughs> smiles from his dad and jokes with Maven that they would have had when they were celebrating the night of the star or whatever oh we're playing blackout bingo 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 <laughs> but yeah. then she's like that life is gone it shouldn't make you happy anymore. That's what I'm saying. Girl. That was like four days ago. <laughs> right? Also, how many times have you been like, oh, my old life. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, Mare, that life is gone. It shouldn't make you happy anymore. Right. <laughs> right. She's a little hypocritical sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Self, kind of self-centered. Have you met Mare? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely self-centered. Yes. So self-centered. So, are they about to get to the security center? Are we almost there? Yeah, they walk yeah. up there, and it's a super cool description of the building, because Mare starts to notice that everything on the building is a weapon for some sort of... Magnetron. Sil- silver. Person, yeah, yeah, there's giant spikes on the top of it for silvers, large pools of water for the nymphs. Vines and stuff all over for the green wardens. So it's like, ah, man, that is cool. (laughs) Yeah. But it's the kind of thing that, like, if you don't, if you're not looking, you wouldn't notice. Right. Like, it's just, it It looks like decorative. But it's just like, when you think about it, you're like, oh, this is, this is, this place itself is like an arsenal, and I, I don't like it. Right. <laughs> but they're also caught, they're also walking up there with a lightning storm and an inferno. Exactly. Right. And so. Farley, you know, <laughs> whatever yeah. that gives you. So if this is sometime in 2024, and you're listening to this because you're working on the TV show of Red Queen, please take this exact image of the castle on Ocean Hill as it's described, or the palace on Ocean Hill as it's described, and put that in the movie, or the show, okay? Yeah. I want the iron spikes on the top, I want the vines and stuff all up the side, and I want huge pools of water. Do not let me down on this. Do not let me down on this. Because it's written, this whole description of Ocean Hill and the palace is written so cool that they should have the perfect blueprint to be able to put that in. It has a purpose. And it it all does. Everything has a purpose. But also, it needs to look like it could just be decorative. Like, people would just be like, oh, pretty. Right. Right. And if you didn't know that everything in this world can be used against you as a weapon, it wouldn't dawn on right. you yeah. at all. You wouldn't but look twice at Mare it. Mare is taught to view this world that way already. So, that's obviously how the first thing she's going to yep. see. That could be used to kill me. That could be used to kill me. That could be used to kill me. You know. Yeah. 
Yes. I could actually Very kill someone with that one. At this point, right? <laughs> actually, all she has to do is be like, I could kill somebody with these. And look at her Yay! hands. <laughs> or him. <laughs> and point to Cal. <laughs> this guy back here. Or her. Farley, she's over here too. This next part, I'm also requesting be put in the show exactly the way it is written in the book. Because if you Can read this that next that's part. probably what had, just like how we want it. These books are great. I mean, the, <laughs> correct. And the, the way she writes is so concise and tight. It's fantastic. But as you're reading this and they describe the way Maven's face looks on these banners, is it not written word for word like it's describing Timothy Chalamet? I word read the description. Word. Let me see if I have it. If, you, if not, I can give you the book because I wanted to see what part you're talking about. I don't have the actual description. Okay. Yeah, pass that over. Let's see if we, see if we can find this. You, because we're going to be doing, hopefully soon, once we wrap this book up, another updated... We may have to do a two- or three-parter next time. For well, the, the new, first one was a two-parter. I know. We may have to do a third part. A three-parter this time, because we're going to have new characters, and we will want to discuss some we're gonna, there's gonna possible be some updates. Updates, some revisions, maybe? other people to discuss oh it's just it's just, it's just simple it's just he looks like a young but strong boy uh and has a sharp pale face and it says i.e think timothy chalamet from dune pretty much <laughs> yeah exactly just yeah like a, a perpetual baby face but when you really look at his face there's something kind of sharp and angular yeah about it you know what i mean like yeah it's it I, I don't know. I think this book was written long enough ago that Timothy Chalamet wouldn't have really been... A twinkle in the eye. Yeah. Th- I think it came out in 2015. So, like, he wasn't really around then. But if she wasn't thinking of him when she wrote this, I don't know who she would have been thinking about. It would have <laughs> had to have been somebody that looks exactly like this. Because or now she was just all like, I can picture. Or she just had, like, a really creative mind. She was just like, this kind of thing and that's what she wrote and it just happens to line up i guess like mix <laughs> edward cullen with, with uh the scream from the painting the ghost thing yeah maybe like just sink in his cheeks and grow out his hair and yeah make him not sparkle yeah yeah but sharp and pale, I was just like, it's so it's, it's so Timothy Chalamet. And just think about, like, how imposing that would be to see in the show this palace with these things that can be used as weapons but still look so beautiful. And then that face that is with the those face. stark eyes yes. hanging on these banners. And they say, long live the king. Just everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere she looks, she has to be reminded, reminded of him. So, I mean, I guess... This is where you can't really fault her for thinking about Maven because he's literally right in front he's, of her face. Yeah, this one doesn't count. Right. But the, any other, it, any but other one, I understand it. Counts. The 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 specifically pointing out the color colors as Mavens, talking about Cal remembering jokes with Maven. Yep. I fault her for both of those. Hundred percent. That's true. At least on the first part, she was on the lookout for him to make sure he wasn't there. But the second one was just like remembering him fondly. It's like, eh, eh. stop humanizing him. Nope. He's a monster. 
But she is excited a little bit when she walks up there because she can feel how much electricity <laughs> is in there. Uh, yes. And he gets real right. excited. She She's like, all, I can't use it the way I want to. She gets all excited when she feels like a bunch of electricity everywhere, but sometimes she forgets she can just, like, create Make it. it? Yeah. Right. It's like, honey. But she can do so much more if it's already there. That's true. And she feeds it, and it feeds her. It's a very symbiotic yeah. thing at that point in time. So. She doesn't have to, like... Yeah. She doesn't have to work as hard. <laughs> I mean, she she does a lot creating her own later on. Yes, she sure does. Yeah, we'll but get to that later. Yeah. Yeah, later. <laughs> Dad hasn't even finished the series. That's a big, that's a big. So. Yeah, that's, right. a, that's a big moment. So there, there's all of these things that this, that the security center is built out of. The spikes, the vines, the pools of water, and then there's. Mayor's thinking because she's looking at this, and then there's guards. Clearly, you can see up there too. So there's guards in the security center. She's trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to get in? They're all like, so we can't just we just walk in and start throwing down, or and she goes through the what ifs too. I That's what I call this part, the what ifs. For the record, I think if they had like directly proposed that plan, Farley would have been like, "Yep, can I?" Vote for that. <laughs> they would like, where's Farley? She's already walking over there. <laughs> hey! Flipping him off. Like, Farley, wait! wait! Oh my gosh. Well, I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of them were going to bring it up because they don't want to be the one, like... So, so this part, what it made me think about, you're going to hate me, Mia. It made me think about the game, which... Of course, made me lose the game. But, like, you can't think about it without... Like, nobody wants to be the first person to say it, even though they're all thinking it. And Farley is the one that actually says it. It says? It's, like, it's time we stop holding back, basically. Right. Yeah. You know, why, why, why are we just prolonging the inevitable? Because they're trying to sneak around, and her yeah. point is that we don't want to alert them that we're doing this. Well, they already have to know. We know they know that we're doing this, right? It's going to come out at some point in right. time. So why not, Why let's, you know, if we're going to do this, we need to do it and get it done. Yeah. And, and Mayor's first thought is, well, we'll just do like a small, controlled burn cal set a small fire and we'll be able to get in that way that's not good enough for farley (laughs) she's she does not have time to mess around with some half-brained plot of mares she wants to just throw all caution to the wind get in there get what we need blow some stuff up yeah get in there get the names and get back out well, the mayor's like, why don't we use the back door, basically? She's like, well, you know it's got to have a back door. I mean, so, like, the big security center is going to have, like, a back door that you just go. Well, and there's the only point, one guard there who's asleep. Right. The point she's making is that there's always another way in. True. It's just kind of, yeah, true. She she specifically says we'll use the back door, but then her inner monologue is like, there's always, there's like windows, there's places that are less right. guarded than just, just waltzing right in the front door. Well, right, trying to right. just climb the wall, yeah, and go in the front. 
And that's when she thinks to herself, you know, Cal's like not understanding, you know, sneaking around and finding a way into something. And she thinks never send a soldier to do a thief's job because I, Cal's not very good at sneaking. Didn't, you know, didn't but, he used to do that literally all the time, even into red areas? Well, but they knew he was a person. You know what I mean? She's trying to do it undetected. Oh, right. And he just wanted to do it unrecognized. Right. But, I mean. And, but she's just like, there's got to be a, a quick, easy way in. And Farley's like, I don't think you understand what <laughs> we're dealing with here. Right. Just bust it out and let's go. Also, I think we should maybe listen to Farley in this situation. She's right. done this a few She's times. Got, she got into she Summerton. Right, was it Summerton that she got into a few times into the yeah actual castle? She got into Archeon once. True. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe you would want to listen to the person who knows what, who's done this a few times before. Also, yeah. but this is Mare. Mare says uh, Cal is at a loss for once. He can't quite wrap his brain around this, and I was just like, "Baby, Cal's not very smart." No, he's really <laughs> no. Not. But I don't think that that's he's kind of a big, beautiful dummy. I think the issue with Cal is he doesn't want to go and just run in there because he's not going to kill Silvers. Right, Reds. He's he's fine with that. He doesn't care. It's not so much he's fine with that, but I mean, I guess he is since he sent him to war. But yeah, he's pretty much fine with that. Right, but yeah, it's completely different now for him. I think. He's not so much fine with just flat-out killing. He has reasoned to himself the death of Reds for so long that it's nothing for him to reason the death of more. Yes. But yeah. taking the time to actually, like, think about taking a silver life, that's different because when you're out on the battlefield, the people that you're trying to protect are going to be your silvers. Right. So, you know, yeah. it's just used to, if you have a problem, throw a bunch of red bodies at it. Well, this, that's gonna solve these are also technically his citizens because right, yeah. he was going to be the next king. Right. It's so literally these four are the days ago, he was, he was still going to be the king. Yeah. These are the people he was like sworn to protect, right. and now he's just like he just has to be okay with killing, killing them. them. That doesn't yeah. really because it's not their fault him. that. This is what's going on. Either right. he sees that, but he has a much harder time switching modes in his brain than Mare does. Yeah. Now that's not to say he is not okay with Silver's dying. He just can't bring himself to be the one to kill them. Correct. Yeah. And very necessary clarification. Yeah. Mare wants to make sure that once they get in there, that Farley is going to know how to use the record system. <laughs> Because that's not something Cal would have ever messed with. And she's never even seen a computer. Right. So <laughs> she really hopes that Farley has done something like this before. And Farley, in my mind, on that part, was the face that um, Ariel makes in The Little Mermaid. The first time that Prince Eric guesses something that she's trying to say. And she's just like, yeah, yeah. Or the little girl... When the mom is like, a strawberry? And she's like, yeah! Yeah. yeah. It's like, Farley, you know how to work the record system, right? Yes! <laughs> Let's go. This is her moment to yeah. shine. <laughs> One of many. Yeah. Yes. But all she can do is mutter. Like, she can't even... She can't even form words. She's so excited. Like, but I think in this moment, too... 
what she's not vocalizing and what Mare is also not vocalizing out loud, but thinking in her head is they're both worried about what happens if Shade doesn't come back. Yeah. Mare is beating herself up in her mind about abandoning Shade. She abandoned him, guys. (sighs) Baby! Learn to let some things go. Baby girl. No. Right. Shade's a big boy. (laughs) He is. He can take care of himself. He is older than you. That's why it's, yeah, it's more telling that you can tell that Farley's concerned about Shade. And, but she doesn't yes, want to show it. Right. One but, of those moments where you're like, ah, there's... Yeah, Mare is looking around for shade, so she notices that Farley is also looking around for shade. Right. Like, this is more than just looking out for a fellow soldier. Yeah. There's something here. The concern is behind her eyes, even if she's not letting it yes. reach the surface. Yeah. This is where you first start to see the ship on the horizon. <laughs> Well, there's been some hints at it. Right. But it's it's getting stronger. It's getting stronger. Cal um, is... Sick. What are you looking for, Steve? Looking for Steve Webbington. <laughs> I don't see yeah. him out there anyway. Oh, no, I see him. Oh, he's out there. We have a we have a spider now. He lives outside our window. He's in between... Okay, he has so a glorious web. Yeah, he's, I, he's, he's always he, out there. He's just like a, a yeah, little dark brown out. dot out there. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Who turned that? If you turn the porch light on back there, if it still still works, you and watch see. him catch stuff. Dun, 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 what if we dun. turn this light off? The the kid, the dining, whatever this room is, dining this room? light, the one that's above our heads, off. the dining room. He's Peter Parker, <laughs> the swell arachnid fellow. Peter Porker. Yeah, there, thank you. So Cal tells them that if they do this, if they go ahead and, you know, go full blast on this Berserker mode here. Full berserker mode that uh, Maven is going to instantly know. And Mare turns on him just done with his crap at this point in time. Done with him. (laughs) Just like not picking up on... Any like everything they're trying to say, Cal's coming back with some reason why they shouldn't do it that way. Right. And she's like, listen, Nix has been gone for twelve hours. Somebody's gonna have reported him by then because of all the measures in place to track all the reds, and the minute a name of a missing red that's on that list pops up, Maven is gonna be on their tail. Yeah. So if they're gonna do this they need to do it. They need all to do it, do it now. now. Yep. They need right. this information that's in the security system. They've got to find or the security center. They've got to find these names and addresses. Yep. She doesn't have time to mess around anymore. She's done with Cal, yep. and basically tells him, and he's like, "In big dummy speak." And she's like, "That's you know, English." He says that in big dummy speak. Big dummy speak. He yeah, speaks, pretty much. He speaks swole. <laughs> But there, there won't be anywhere that they'll be able to go where they'll be as safe as they are at this moment. True. After this moment. Right. So. Regardless of what they do now, so why not just do it? They might as well go big, get the information, and get out of Harbor Bay as fast as they can. So, I like that Cal is like, you know, the second Maven... 
notices that one of the reds on that list goes missing, he's going to know who it is. He knows you're after them anyway. Right. He knew about the list beforehand. He knew about the list beforehand. He's coming after them regardless. That'll just alert him to where you you started. Yeah. So all you really have to do is just get in there, get what you need, get the people if you can, and then leave. Get out. Stay one step ahead of him. Right. That's all you can do. So it's going to have to be something big. They're going to have to stop pulling their punches. And it might as well be right now. And this is right. when we get Cal hemming and hawing about not wanting to kill people. Mm. And Mare is super peeved because he was ready to basically cut Krantz's head off. Yeah. You know, like six hours ago. You're going to be ready like, to make the decision you have to make. Yeah. We're going to waste Are this you? dude or what? Like, you seem a little too excited to waste this dude, Cal. And, you know, he's basically like, You're well. You're the whole one. Right. <laughs> We both know that he wouldn't have held up under questioning from Alara, and we told him what was going on, and everything that he knows, she would know, and blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. The same goes for any silver that sees you. Good point. Right? Yes. Right. She doesn't have a moral compass. Yeah, and by that logic, <laughs> if, they, if they're going to kill everybody that could bear any kind of witness to what they're doing, they're just going to have to leave a trail of bodies in their wake. Right. Mare's right. not cool with doing that on one side. Cal's not cool with doing it on the other. So either somebody's going to have to cave or they're going to have to go about this a whole different way. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, they do have Farley who's okay with killing anyone she has to. I mean, that's true. <laughs> And, and Mare gets to the point in her mind where she's like, well, I'll just tell him to go then. And we'll just do this without Cal. And he can go do whatever it is that he wants to do and live whatever life. Who's going to fly the He wants crowd. to live. <laughs> Who's going to fly the Who's aircraft? Who's going to fly the jet? Who's going to think of any type of military strategy that they need on that kind of scale above what Farley's used to doing? Who's going to tell them exactly what Maven is probably doing right now? Right. right. Who is going to help you stop Farley from making a rash decision, which she can do sometimes. Yes. Who's going to stop you from making a rash decision, which you know you do sometimes. Also, yes. <laughs> just just spitballing here. Right. And is Cal going to want to wing it on his own? Yeah. His face is arguably more recognizable, recognizable than, than theirs. Yeah. So, if he's out on his own, the odds are not real great for him to last no. very long. No. Because somebody's going to recognize him. Especially once the news breaks. So, right. it's better for them to stay together. It's dumb in her head that she's even like, I should tell him to go. Because, like, that's going to happen. She even tells <laughs> herself, like, I can't let him go yet. Even if that was the best choice I can't let him go. I can't let him go? Like, I can't allow him to leave Uh us? Like, it's her choice. Yeah. This goes back to, (laughs) like, she was making decisions for Kalorn when she was thinking about her life earlier. Yeah, it's like, I'll have Kalorn nearby, not living with me and fathering my children, just close enough for me to manipulate and string along to where he can do things for me. I need a meat shoulder to cry on, so he's he's going to be that. Then I'll be with Cal, then every once in a while I'll run up to the the castle and see Maven. I guess. She can't make up her mind. 
Yeah. So she has to give Cal a little bit of a anti-Maven propaganda pep talk <laughs> to get him to really burst down the doors of this place. Yes. And she's like, listen. Your brother's kind of a douche. Right. <laughs> Your brother is, with you. Yeah. He kind of sucks. Your brother's ready to murder countless amounts of people. Yes. He turned rebels into terrorists. He made us have to live our lives on the edge and yes. constantly run from everything. He yes. must be destroyed. Yes. And you know, it it uh made me think of, you know, like we were talking about the story about Caleb Ditto the other day, like you know the the shaking pep talk, or in basketball when he's trying to pep talk squeak or whatever, and he keeps slapping him in the face. It's like you know she's trying to hammer home to Cal again all this awful stuff, like shaking his shoulders about Maven. Yeah, don't you see Cal? I mean. She's kind of grabbing him by the elbows, I guess, because she probably can't reach his shoulders. She's probably reaching up so, to grab his elbows. Yeah. Grabbing okay. him around the waist. Cal, don't you understand? <laughs> She's not that <laughs> short, guys. She's definitely like... like Hug it onto his ankle. All the way reaching up to get his shoulders. So it's... You can't see what I'm doing. I realize that. Right. Audio only medium. <laughs> but I'm, I'm reaching up and it looks She's dumb. She's making a generic reaching up gesture. <laughs> and shaking shoulders of somebody much taller than her. Yeah. This is what I feel like when my oldest Great. brother, Ben, Great when player. I... Yeah. Hug his beefiness. <laughs> he's, he's pretty beefy. He's pretty beefy, yeah. So, do we finally... Does she finally convince Cal or does she just like, look, we're doing this eating way? Yep. She finally convinces him. And he's like, well, all right, let's go. So Mary just does the, like, pull her hood well, she off. First she pushes and shorts out all the security cameras. Because right. they got to make sure that she, what are you doing? She's doing the, she's doing the same. You look like a chicken. <laughs> you, did, you guys were both doing it. <laughs> this is now the universal sign language. Doing the chicken with your hands real close into your body, your elbows are tucked in, flapping your hands. That's yeah. the universal sign for making the all the cameras turn the on. The cameras turn on. Chicken dance. <laughs> That's but not she, in the chicken dance, Mom. No, I know it's not. Anyway, I was not laughing. Then why are we having this conversation? Because <laughs> that's what it looks like. It looks like a chicken. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I guess like a chick, not an actual like big yeah, or like a Minecraft chicken or a penguin. I don't know what a Minecraft chicken is. Or an emu. Just like, because their wings are just like little flaps on the side of their blocky body. Oh, okay. So they just. So it's more like a fish. Like. So they just, they just kind of do. Just do the fish face and you'd be a fish. There you go. <laughs> you were totally magic carp there for a second. <laughs> I was. Okay. We're getting off track. <laughs> Throw a ball at you and continue on with this podcast. <laughs> Going on a tangent about stuff that you guys. Couldn't see. Right. So, so, Mary, so, yeah, Cal's like, all right, let's roll. And they round the corner. Mayor blocks out all the cameras, video cameras. Yeah. And they stroll up to the guards. There's like, you know, four bros hanging out there with brand new rifles that look like they've never even been fired. How so, does she know that? I, mean, I guess she's just used to seeing the Scarlet Guards guns that are all just like pieced and, <laughs> you know, mismatched. 
and they're like stuff. So when she sees bright shiny guns, she's like, "These people have never shot anybody, right?" And I mean, <laughs> the chances are pretty good that they haven't because they seem pretty lax, right? And even though all this stuff has gone on, these are in like town the, tonight. These are like the bros of but the, totally the bros. And then she even mentioned that these are like kind of lower tier. They don't even have like the, they like have the ability to make it the world's best potato salad. They right. can't really do that much. Yeah, there's three of them that have like actual house colors. And then one that's just wearing a regular guard's uniform, but he's still silver. So Mare thinks to herself that this has got to be the one with the weakest power. Otherwise, he'd be in a higher house and he'd have his own colors. So, I mean, it's a fairly safe assumption. I think it might be a little short-sighted. But if they're going to go full scorched earth, then it really doesn't matter who they start with. That's just happened to, that just happens to be the one that plays into what they do anyway. Wouldn't you think that they would take out one that's stronger first? I mean, you might think so. And then, like, so that the, the one that's weakest would just be like, the one that's still... You, yeah. Do you get what I mean? Runaway like Barry and the Goldbergs? Yes. Or or just like that's the one that they're left fighting with. Like that's the one that's fighting while they're killing the, the, the more powerful ones and he's right. the least powerful. The one that's who's, true. The one whose ability is to turn his fists into pillows. <laughs> that's the one you want to save to last. Wee! <laughs> Wee! He'd always be ready for a pillow fight. That's right. But at least she's happy that there's no... Uh, <laughs> No one from House Egri, because their eyes, and they are able to see a short distance into the future, so they would be able to see... Like 12 and a half seconds into yeah, the future or something technically like who they are, you, if they walked up to them. You would think that they would put them, like, everywhere. Maybe they're... I just don't know how many of them yeah, there are. Yeah, maybe they're not, like... Like, one or... Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I doubt there are very many. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't true. seem like with the with the ones that are really powerful, doesn't seem like there's very many of those houses. Yeah. Like Mirandus is known as the Whispers and there's not a whole lot of them. It's almost like this yeah. world compensates for how for how powerful right. they are. And they're like, Oh well, we're not gonna make a whole bunch of you because that would offset the power balance. Right. right. Plus they you know, with with like having children i don't know exactly how the genetics of that work right. well the fathers the father passes the ability the father passes the ability so that's true a, so any daughters that they have would have the ability but they wouldn't pass, pass it, it on which means technically that there's because there's we only know one other mirandus and it is a it is a guy but, like, if he doesn't have kids, then, the, like, that family would just end. Right. Unless there's, like, cousins and stuff like that. Yeah, that's like true. Like his cousin Omar. That's true. Down in Philly. But yeah. I, I think that considering the fact that whispers are so rare, it would honestly make sense that there are only, like, two left. Right. <laughs> but they're going to be very, very few and far between. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they uh, stroll up. She's yeah. turned the cameras off, dropped their disguises, and they're kind of playing out who they're going to attack first. 
And then they pretty much easily just dispatch these cards. Yeah. <laughs> it's they like just barely an inconvenience. Yeah. Well, she goes, she walks up to, um, I think, the Banshee. Yeah. And she says that she'd like to file a complaint. Okay. And he's like, well, we don't talk to the likes of you. Go file your complaint with the Red Watch. I think they're still hanging around in Stark Garden. Ha ha ha. Mare is instantly upset. Right. To put it mildly. Yeah. Although she yeah. doesn't want to anger this person because she still has a bit of ringing in her ears from the last time she got a banshee scream. So she's like, all right, this has to be a banshee, of course. Also, Farley is also clearly angry because she's yeah. like clutching the knife clutching that she knife. has hidden wherever. And Mare just has to like glare at her like, mm, mm, don't. Yeah. Not quite yet. No stabby. <laughs> yeah. The door opens and a guard that looks like he's probably in charge of these dudes comes out and talks to them and Mare hears the words cameras and broken. So it's clear that everybody inside knows what's going on and they've now sent somebody out to check on it. And she's like, all right, this is it. We can't Here wait. We go. Yeah, it's time to do this. And this is when uh, she drops her hood. He's The guy's like, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. And he's like, all right, get on with you. You know, move on. I'm not I'm sick of dealing with you guys. And she's like, you can try and takes the hood off. And he's just like, <gasps> you know, basically <sighs> the last thing that you thought would happen right now. Is happening right in front of you, and it's funny because they're these are silvers, and for so long it's been like they're like gods. That's we you know for the whole first half of the first book, silvers are gods, and this and guy's this like guy is his petrified drawers. of her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the only, we get a description of Mare in here, and it just says brown skin, brown eyes, brown hair. Lovely, I love that. So she's Thanks. just a sea of brown. She thinks that the way that she looks shouldn't frighten anybody because she's so small and slight but she probably looks so gaunt and horrible that even if they weren't dealing with the lightning girl they'd probably still look at her and be like "Woo, girl eat a sandwich right. <laughs> but she, they know she's who probably she, still frightening looking but, but they know who she is and they know what she her. did yeah and they're like oh man yeah so that can only mean that captain beefcake here <laughs> Is the prince because if right. she's here, nobody else that swole is going to be because with her except her cow. Up until this, they thought the guy was going to take off his robe and he was going to be a male stripogram. But no, it's cow. Mom, <laughs> I have it written in my notes. Cal rips away his disguise like a magic mic dancer. <laughs> just like, did you, did you no, say? Just in my notes. Did you say Captain? Captain Beefcake. Captain Beefcake. <laughs> I could totally see uh, young Channing Tatum oh. ripping it off and being standing there. <laughs> I'm Cal. I'd be like, I'll buy that. And the strong arm that's there, like, gets starry-eyed at Cal. This is clearly somebody who has looked up to Cal for a long time. Right. Maybe have even joined the military. Because of because Cal. Because of Cal. And now he's conflicted because 
they know that they should kill him or at least capture him. And if not, Cal's but nobody wants to draw on him. Right, and Cal's probably gonna probably gonna mess him up. Let's be honest. That's what he does. Right. She writes actually up until a few days ago, Cal was a legend, not a monster. So the Banshee is the one that reacts to them first. And he draws his gun. Which is funny, because you would think that the Banshee would immediately use his ability. But I think he's so he's nervous, so too. He's so scared right and now. And we've also talked about ability fatigue. Yeah, that's true. Before. Because what happens is he shouts arrest them and then sends a sonic blast. But they're smart enough to duck right. when he opens his mouth. So they don't know what's coming out. Right. And he stuns all of his buddies, fellow guards. Right. right. So and that's he, probably why you don't lead with <laughs> the sonic blast. Yeah. Yes. He used so much energy for that that he, he has nothing in him right yeah, now. Yeah, he basically just made it super easy, barely an inconvenience yeah. for he them just, to get in right. there. He just used all of his mana. He needs some time to... Re- regain all yeah. that. Mare walks up to him and says, drops him where he stands like he's going into a deep sleep. Oh, so wow. she basically just like one finger zaps him. And I thought to myself when I was reading that. Skadoosh. There <laughs> are so many people I want to be able to do that to. Yes. So many people just walk up to him and just be like, like in uh, Shazam when he's walking through the mall and he's like, your phone's charged and your your phone's charged. (laughs) And those people are probably like, only it's like, you're unconscious and you're unconscious and you're unconscious. This is the best day of work ever. You're unconscious. (laughs) Yeah, it would. If I had that kind of electronic ability, though, I, every day at work, I just shut down all the all the power. Oh, time to go home. Power's out. Oh, darn it. My internet went out again. Dang it. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, they pretty much, again, barely an inconvenience. Yeah, super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Mare feels like ice coming at her. I guess she's so in tune with feeling heat next to her when Cal, like... Gets all flamey. Yeah, and she can tell kinda, when it's the opposite way, and she turns around and there's like shards of ice flying at her from the shiver. He also just kind of naturally gives off heat. He's like a little. He's like a hunky space heater. Yeah, and she <laughs> likes it when the hunky space heater is around. So she notices <laughs> when it's cold because of the absence of Ooh. cow, and then it's colder because somebody's flying ice at her. The yeah. swole cow five thousand space heater. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, can you imagine trying to sleep in a bed with him, though? Like, as much yeah. as I sweat when I sleep, if I, I mean, I guess it'd be like sleeping with Mia Your when she was a baby. feet would never be cold. Oh, that'd be so great. <laughs> but the rest of you were like a so little furnace when you were a baby I, sleeping I'm in bed with us. I'm she still, still is. I'm She's still kind of I'm a, still kind of like an incubator. Yeah. I just don't sleep in bed with you guys. <laughs> right. You're still a little furnace. So, uh... Cal blasts the ice and melts it, like, you know, again, super easy, barely an inconvenience. That's probably going to be the name of this chapter. (laughs) I said that once already. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Or this episode. Uh, She shocks the strong arm and the shiver and knocks them out. And she thinks to herself, they might be dead. I really don't care. (laughs) I mean, she she is basically scorched earth. I am not controlling how intense this is, really. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of in the it. heat of the moment. So if one of them died, 
I don't really care. Yeah. The last one that's standing is a Telki, and he grabs Farley by the throat and slams her up against the wall. That's not going to go well for you. Oh, dude, did you just really mess up? (laughs) Like, really mess up. And uh, it says he's easily dispatched by the others. So some combination of sparks and flame came (laughs) shooting at this dude for throwing Farley, and he's down, too. So the back door is open. All the guards have been taken care of. And uh, Mayor turns off all the lights yeah. to the security center and just plunges the entire thing into darkness. And uh, Cal steps over the bodies, like, carefully, yeah. you know, yeah. making his way over them. He's, he's careful moving here. Yeah, careful moving. He's definitely got to discard two cards yeah, to 100%. get everywhere he's going. Uh, Farley doesn't have to discard any joke. cards. She just, like, basically walks right over them, kicks them all, breaks one's nose. Like, she yeah. does not care at all. And she says, for the watch. Yeah. And she breaks the banshee's nose like oh you think you're making jokes about right. the red guard or the uh, red watch uh-uh. not in my book buddy and mayor can only hope that the casualties will be kept to a minimum oh does she though <laughs> see she says that and then she's like i could kill people yeah it's like uh, i hope the casualties are kept to sweetie. a minimum but i really don't care if anybody lives or dies right. we'll make up your mind make up your mind babe. yeah yeah <laughs> So, she's ready to just blast through there, I guess. And we are going to end our episode this week there because we are about to get into a very, very big part of this chapter and then end with a super downer. So, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Yeah, A lot more left in this chapter. (laughs) We've got so much more left of this chapter and we don't want to condense our conversation we want to give you guys the most so we're going to split this one into two episodes yeah we'll pick up with them inside the security center i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back a little bit to okay when when the telki like threw farley and they're mm-hmm. just like they just descend nope. on him yep it reminds me of when we're watching grim and someone attacks rosalie oh yeah and monroe is just like uh-uh. yeah. <laughs> like half a second he's he's, he's just, vogued into his Full blue bun form yes. is already yeah, like, like teeth on their throat. Ripping yeah. her throat out, yeah. Especially after she got pregnant. Like, yes. Mm. Just like. It's Not my litter. Just like someone breathes on her and he's instantly just on them. I'm surprised that he wasn't just like vogued the entire time she was pregnant. <laughs> just, just like standing the, over her. Just the whole time. I guess he kind of tried in the beginning and she was like, are you going to do this the whole time? Could you not? Can you mention of any of his. Any of his litter are girls, and they're when they become teenagers. I feel bad, but Rosalie has secretly been teaching them to be like baddies their whole entire life. Right. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, and look great in a cardigan. Well, they even yes. mentioned at the very last episode the triplets. Yeah, yeah, so cute, so cute. Anyway, so yeah, that's where we'll leave it off. We got a lot more to get into. Yes, in so, so much, much more. Oh my gosh, you guys are not going to want to miss this. Like, this is the first time that we are going to see Cal and Mare really show off what they can do. Yeah. I can only think, I, I do remember the first time I read this, and what it reminded me of was 
how excited we were to go see the first Fantastic Beast movie to see what it looked like when you used magic in a world that wasn't around the school. Like, this is what adults can do with magic. Like, that was super cool. Yeah. The movie was poorly written, but that didn't mean that the magic wasn't cool. Same for the second one. Like, the tricks that they used. The book lady, that was super cool. That was super cool, but it was also unnecessary. Right. It's totally pointless, but super cool. It's like, I can... I. She just made portkeys. That's all she really did. But with books. But with books. Or right. One thing that you could like walk up and then jump off the end. Like that's cool. You kind of get but to see what, what they can do when they just let it go. Just completely yes. give you, no blanks. And you get a little bit of notice of what Farley's capable oh, of. Yeah. As <laughs> yeah. Just a red. She just. Ooh, you want to talk about upset. <laughs> so you guys are not going to want to miss that. that. Yes. Absolutely. Come back and join us. Next week for the second half of chapter 15, where we will deal with this battle in the dark of the security center. And then... And find out whether or not Shade yes. will come back. And then the slightly less exciting stuff that follows. Yeah. Slightly less exciting, way more depressing. Yes. So, you know, stay tuned for more... You don't even yes. have to say it's going to be depressing because it's like Cause you know, know it's going to be yeah. depressing. Stay tuned eventually. for more pessimistic violence, right. I guess. I mean, next week is going to be a roller coaster, so yeah. you are not going to want to miss it. And the week after is just going to be like Ugh. awful, yeah, really but also bad. fun. Oh, okay, don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the meantime, guys, you can find us over on Instagram. That is where we are the most active. Hop over there. It is at Reading with the Rockefellers. You can also find us on the interweb at www.readingwiththerockefellers.com. And then you can email us, uh, send us stories about you reading this book. Maybe you read it with your little cousin and they loved it. Or fan art. We love getting that kind of stuff. And that email address is readingwiththerockefellers at gmail.com. So jump on there and get a hold of us. We love hearing from you guys. Also, it would really be awesome. We would appreciate it if you could go on Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. It does help people find the show. And then, um, better yet, share the show with a friend. Give them a copy of the book if they haven't read it. Tell them, hey, Elizabeth Banks is going to be making this into a show. Hopefully, we think. Um, I mean, it is. It's just very slow going. Uh, I found out it's because she has another, uh, she's got a movie mm. that is in production right now. So when she wraps up that movie, she will be doing, she will be getting started on the principal stuff of Red Queen. So the movie, interestingly enough, is about the bear that died of a cocaine overdose from all the cocaine that was thrown out of a smuggler's plane to loosen the weight. And they found like, a uh, 300 pound bear or something in the woods that was dead of a cocaine overdose. How are they going to do a full movie about a bear? Not really like, sure. My favorite cocaine? murder did a really hilarious two minute cartoon on it and I don't know how they're going to turn it into a full length movie but they Maybe it's all about how he's are. just like the first half of the movie he's just a bear that no one really liked and he got yeah. all this cocaine and he was the party bear that everyone loved for about nine hours till his heart exploded. Right. Well that's what they talk about in the in the MFM animated cartoons like 
you know, he's walking around smoking. And he's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start a restaurant. We're going to be called Bear Essentials. We're just only going to sell things with bear. But we're going to have to get the bees in on this so we can get some honey. Because bears love honey. Yeah, bees. We'll get the bees in on it. It's like this bear walking around with a cigarette. <laughs> so funny. And I know Elizabeth Banks is a fan of My Favorite Murder. So oh. I'm pretty sure that she's only making that movie because of the cocaine bear MFM animated cartoon. And that is hilarious. If I can find a link to it, I will put that on our Instagram too because it's hilarious and anybody that hasn't watched it should. So we will see you guys next week with the exciting conclusion of chapter 15. Bye! 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 Bye.